So we're meeting today, uh, an emergency meeting of the Board of Health to discuss one agenda item, um, which is to discuss a um, mask mandate, um, a return of a mask mandate in the town of Swampstock for indoor public spaces. Um, so I know we had brought this up at our last Board of Health meeting and we don't have another meeting again until January, but we know our numbers have increased quite a bit. Um, Nia, at our meeting this morning, I think you said um, we've had maybe 68 cases. Is that correct in the past week? Uh, it's up to 70. So yes, we've had 70 new cases in the last week. And I, I think we've had a couple recent deaths. Is that correct? Um, I can't speak to that. I think we're waiting to hear about um, for more information. Okay. That, so Okay. Um, and we also know the hospital numbers um, are, are really um, creeping up as well. I, Sean has had, um, has indicated he's had meetings recently with other town leaders um, and they have, um, hang on one second. Um, they have indicated that the hospital numbers um, are really kind of out of control as well. So this is not something we're doing in a vacuum. Um, the data that we're seeing definitely supports um, discussing this further. And uh, last time we discussed our meeting, um, we were all definitely in favor of moving in this direction. Unfortunately, Peter Sheckman is away on a boat uh, on his way to Antarctica. So he was not available um, to reach. So. Um, he's not available for this discussion. So, so anyway, that is the only agenda on our item and the reason for the emergency meeting at this time. So, um, does anyone have Jeff or Nia have thoughts? I do, Marianne. I'm I'm always concerned. With, I'm sorry. Oh my brother. Okay. Yeah, you are. I'm always concerned with um, and it's also one of the important metrics is regarding um, hospitalizations and ICU beds and things like that. And I think um, in the Peabody patch that came out, I think it was on Friday, it explained, it went to, um, took information from CDC and the state and regarding hospital beds, uh, regular hospital beds and um, ICU beds. And it really told a, a story of, okay, if you have 10% of hospital bed, ICU beds that are being utilized by COVID-19 purposes, it's okay. We can, you know, we can deal with that. We can work around that stuff like that. Twenty percent. You're starting to put a real stress on the system. We're having, you know, we're gonna have to. We're having some issues. We're having doing. And then, then when it got close to fifty percent, it's just like, hey, we can't do it. We got to do something here. Something's got to stop. Everything. And there's some of some of these hospitals in our area. We're not talking about Boston. We're just talking about in our local area. They're up to thirty percent, getting closer to forty percent. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are not that many ICU, I was mentioning in the meeting today, we're not having, we don't have that many ICU beds. Maybe in the in the general area of um, North Shore, Cape Ann, there's maybe 40 to 50 ICU beds total in, in total. So you can imagine what can, that can do to a hospital system. So that's one of the things that we've been looking for. I'm sure Nia will go over um, some of the incredible amounts of cases that we've been getting as a small community um, that are just, it's crazy, and I know that I know the schools are having a major issue, and I'm sure businesses are having problems trying to stay open with with um, shortened staff. Yeah, I know that we have a lot of cases um, 
parents and kids and people who are vaccinated and are having breakthrough cases, but are the ones that are in the hospital, are they, are they vaccinated for the most part if they're that sick or not? Do we know? We don't know for sure, but since we're going off the general information of you're generally not going to have a major health issue or um, hospitalization or death if you're fully vaccinated and plus the booster shot, then it's pretty simple to say that most of these people are probably uh, not, not vaccinated. So. Yeah. I thought it was interesting this morning on our um, call this morning, our um, weekly call, Sean indicated he was at um, one of the local restaurants, takeout places. And, you know, he said he was there and most of the people that were waiting on the food were masked, but then a group of young high school athletes came in, they were all wearing their athletic uniforms and they all came in together and none of them were masked. Um, so I think, you know, because they have the sense that, oh, I'm vaccinated or I pool test once this week that I don't need to be masked when I'm out in public. And, and we know that the masks work and that we also know that these kids are getting, getting infected and they're spreading it. And, um, and being out in public in places and going into restaurants, being unmasked is, it's a problem. So, um, Anything we can do, no matter how small it might be, even though I don't consider masking a small thing, um, can help. So um, I'm not just putting this on kids. That's just one anecdote. It's just that, you know, we have been, Emily and I have both been exposed quite a bit at school to, to COVID and we mask all the time and it works. So, um, I, I just one small step we can do, and, and I'm sure the businesses would appreciate it because they're, I'm sure, nervous as well. It's already been indicated at the state level, even though it's being asked for um, by the health professionals, that I don't think it's going to come down from the state or certainly not in the very near future. So, yeah. No. And I also, I also want to want to add that, like, you know, right now we have you know, our protocol is if you are exposed to somebody with COVID and you're vaccinated, you can go about your business and re-enter doing whatever you're doing. You just have to monitor yourself for symptoms. But by the time that that, I mean, and, and for us in schools, it's often a parent that gets COVID. The kids have been all over the parents and yes, the kids are, are vaccinated. Parents send the kids back to school. And those are the cases that we're finding are, are positive and then they're spreading it. And then we have 20 different close contacts and, and it's making it very difficult. And so at this point, I'm absolutely encouraging parents who have kids that have been exposed to, to test before they send their kids in so that they know that they're negative before they come in. And then we can potentially test and stay them, which we sh we're not supposed to because they're vaccinated. That's not part of the program, but I mean, they do have enough load apparently to get COVID. So, <laughs> I mean, it just, it doesn't seem like right now the vaccination is helpful for, for some of these kids that have been exposed to a lot, I think. And, and um, on top of that, I was, I literally just saw something when I was um, sitting down for, for lunch on, on ESPN talking about, it was a head medical doctor for the NFL talking about all the COVID cases that they're having. And they said their last batch, they had, I think he said, 27 of the cases in 25 or, or 26 of those 
there were no symptoms or barely a symptom that came up. So right. these are just being plucked out of nowhere and yeah. they realize that all these people were, were positive. Yeah. Right. And, and you can't get tested. Like uh, you can't, you can't get to home tests right now. They're impossible to get. Um, you, if you go on the Beacon site, it's all booked. So it, it's really, um, it's impossible to get tested anywhere. It's, but, it's but then you can understand the people saying, okay, well, I, I'm positive, but I'm also fine. And, yeah. you know, this is where the people who are not vaccinated really need to watch out because there's a lot of vaccinated asymptomatic people walking around that have no idea that yeah. they could be spreading it to them. So it's just right. that much more important to be vaccinated. So, yep. Yep. Um, can we get a, just an up case update from Nia as to see what we've been doing in the last month or even the last couple months? If she, did if we she even open the meeting? I mean, is this a- Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Do you mind if I share my screen and I'll just go through yeah. some slides real quick for- Oh, sorry. Hold on one second. All right. Can you all see this? Yep. All right. So um, just as a background, as of March 18th, 2020, so going on almost two years ago, we had one case. As of today, we've had 1,731 lab confirmed cases. That's 170 new cases in the last three weeks. So from our last board meeting, which was November 29th through today, we've had 170 new cases again in three weeks. And we've had just 70 in the last uh, week alone. This is just our, our website showing the cases of confirmed cases, which are in blue and the probable cases, which are in red. And again, these confirmed cases that we just told you about the 1,731, that does not include all the probable cases that we're seeing. And this is just an overview of what we're seeing each week. As you saw, as we started tracking this information um, you know, weekly, over the summer when the Delta variant kind of started in March, or sorry, in, in August, you could see we were averaging about 20 to 30 cases each week. And then all of a sudden, in the last few weeks, we started going, you know, right before Thanksgiving and then after Thanksgiving, we're averaging over 50 cases a week, which is very significant and concerning. In addition, uh, the state's weekly report for um, COVID, our Swampscott's incidence rate is 56.7, which is a huge increase. And again, it's just showing overall the number of cases that we're seeing and just where we're at as a state. And as you can see, the other communities are also seeing increases in their incidence rate as well, as well as cases. In the CDC's COVID data tracker by county, Massachusetts, as well as Essex County, remains in the red with high transmission. And this is accurate as of December 16th. And then just some brief overview about the Delta variant. As we know that currently that's still the predominant strain in the United States, and it causes more infections and spreads faster. While vaccines in the US are highly effective against the Delta variant, we have another concern, which is the Omicron variant, which was first identified by the World Health Organization on November 26th. And then on November 30th, the US designated it as a variant of concern. And by December 1st, the first confirmed US case of Omicron was identified. Mm -hmm. So this is according to the CDC, it will likely spread more easily than the original COVID virus. And it depends, and it still, how easily it spreads compared to Delta remains unknown, although we're seeing that it is spreading very quickly. Um, will it cause more severe illness? They're still waiting to see about the data on that, but we're definitely seeing breakthrough infections. For, and that means that those people who are fully vaccinated um, you know, are testing positive with 
COVID. So will vaccines work against Omicron? They are expected to protect against severe illness, hospitalizations, and deaths due to infection with Omicron variant. However, there are going to be breakthrough infections in people who are fully vaccinated that are likely to occur. With other variants like Delta, vaccines have remained effective at preventing severe illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. And so that's why it's really important that we emphasize that uh, that people need to get vaccinated and then wh whoever's eligible to get boosted as well. And then will treatments work against Omicron? They're still working on decide or determining how effective the existing treatments are for Omicron. And the variant, um, it says vaccines remain the best public health measure to protect people from COVID-19, slow transmission and reduce the likelihood of new variants emerging. And also the CDC continues to recommend wearing a mask in public indoor settings in areas of substantial or high community transmission regardless of vaccination status. And like we showed you on the slide before, Massachusetts and Essex County remain in the red with high transmission. And I just always love to share the slide. It's again, what can you do to protect yourself? Vaccination, social distancing, use of masks in the community, hand hygiene, cleaning and disinfecting, ventilation, avoiding crowded indoor spaces are especially relevant for these situations. And then finally, in terms of updates regarding masks, back in August, masks were required in all municipal buildings, regardless of vaccination status. And this includes town hall, the library, senior center, DPW, police, fire, and schools. Is that still in place? Yes. Okay. Do you do you see it being followed? Well, at town hall it is. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right, so... Um, are we, what's the sense, um, the sense of the board or the sense of all of us here um, of, of putting a mask mandate in place? I mean, obviously I'm 100% for it. I think any measure we can put in place right now, I think we're, we're at the very beginning of what is going to be, uh, you know, the surge coming um, with Omicron and, um, putting a mask mandate in place right now is, is just gonna be another layer for us to help. And I think, I think most towns will eventually do it. Lynn has already done it. I think Salem, maybe. Salem, Salem's going to be looking at doing something after Christmas. Um, I know they're gonna be doing a, a mask mandate. I don't know if they're gonna be doing more than that with any type of uh, vaccination requirement type stuff. I'm not sure about that, but I, they, they are definitely looking at a mask mandate after Christmas. Are other towns doing? Vaccination requirements? Oh. I'm not aware of any. Oh. Uh, Boston just did. Well, I mean, any locally. Yeah. Boston just did for who? Uh, all restaurants, all public um, places like entertainment places, you have to have vaccination uh, proof now. Yeah, I don't know how that works, though. I feel like I people don't walk in with anybody else's card or a picture of somebody else's card on their phone and they just look at it. It's like such garbage. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know how they do it in New York, so I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, um, do we have further thoughts on putting a mandate in place? I mean, I still think that... I mean, a lot of, <laughs> actually, no, I'm not going to even say it. Okay. I'm done. I, I, I think it's one other minor thing. This is not to, I'm, I'm full, full in, I'm all in. Um, but just understand that it's probably not going to be enforceable if we get complaints on it. It will be like um, it, it always has been. Um, 
you know, I think it will be helpful for the businesses who really want, you know, who would feel more comfortable with having it. Um, well, I think, I mean, when I, I, I'm out, I'm going to these places myself and people that are shopping generally are wearing their, wearing their face covering indoors. That's what I've noticed, especially supermarkets and convenience stores and things like that. Restaurants are a different story because you're allowed to take it off. So people play that whole game with, oh yeah, I've, I've had a half empty glass of um, water in my hand for the past hour. But that's what I'm saying is that's where people are socializing with other people that are not their family members at a close that's true. distance. So I feel like that's like a bit of the worst offender. Yeah. It is, but that's something that's caught in the middle. So yes. I, it's hard right. to do it. I think if we're doing a general statement and we're trying to just get really also just education out there that this, there's something going on here. Get, you know, wake up, I should say. Not, yeah. not what I was going to say. Um, so I think it's a good educational opportunity. And um and I know, I know some stores don't want to have to deal with the issue. And what I would tell them is you have something on your front door, you have your employees protected. If somebody comes in and they, if they're just don't want to be helpful or don't want to go along with it, then just try to get them out, of, out as soon as possible, do your business and say goodbye. Yeah. Um, and this is Nia. I think the other thing too, is maybe looking at revisiting this, you know, it's not like it's open-ended, but looking in about a month from now to see where we're at in terms of the surge, because it is going to be pretty bad, you know, at least through January, but, you know, seeing where the numbers lie then, and then revisiting it to see so that people understand that there hopefully will be an end point to this. So it's just a temporary measure as one of the protective measures to keep each us or everyone safe. Again, vaccinations are so important in boosters, but this is another proven method to to curb or prevent the spread of COVID. So that might be helpful as well. So that people have, you know, so they know it's not forever, but. Right, <laughs> exactly. Hopefully, hopefully just a temporary measure. And we don't even know, we don't know enough about Omicron yet either. You know, I mean, just a, you know, another strain and who knows what's going to happen after that? So the next letter will show up. <laughs> yeah. What's the last letter? Zeta. Yeah. So can't wait for that one. Yeah. No, Omega is the last Omega. in the Greek alphabet. Okay. Oh. Omega. I, I wouldn't know. Oh. All right. So um, I think, Allie, you have created some language for us. Well, not entirely. I don't have any sort of emergency order language. Um, I do have some questions for you all, and I'm sorry if I missed something. The, our new website is launching at this exact moment as well. Um, so this, when we talk about uh, indoor spaces, again, I apologize if you already said this, are we um, defining that as um, you know, grocery stores, restaurants, retail, I have hair salons, barbershops, nail salons, fitness centers. What about the indoor common spaces at like condos and apartment buildings? I feel like we had that at some point. Do we include that as well or no? Um, I, I think that's near impossible to enforce. So I, I personally wouldn't include that, but. Okay, that was just, I feel like in a, in a previous one, but maybe yeah. not. Um, are we saying uh, so we're going to be clear that this is um, a mask mandate for indoor public spaces for all individuals uh, over the age of two? 
Yeah. Yep. That's Regardless. how. We, yep. That's how we've done it before. Okay. Regardless of vaccination status. Right. Um, going into effect when. So um, you and I talked about this a little bit previously. I would just say, you know, ideally immediately, but with the caveat that people are not going to be aware of it immediately. So is there a way that we can do that? Um, I, I feel like, I don't think we did that with any of our orders previously. And I was talking to Marzi about, you know, wanting to give businesses the adequate time to kind of put those signs up in their door. And, um, you know, even if we're doing like a soft launch of the mask mandate, it isn't really giving people time to prepare for the very basics. And so she thought maybe 24 hours minimum would be good. I'm not sure if we want to just go ahead and just say, um, you know, we've been usually doing like 1201 or something like that. Um, yeah. And I can look and confirm, but do we maybe want to do like 1159 or 1201 tomorrow night, give everyone it's more like, you know, 36 hours or whatnot. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. What do you all think? Well, I mean, since we're dealing with businesses, maybe even um, begin start of business day Thursday morning or whatever whatever day you pick, something like that. Yep. Today today is what today's only Monday. Right. We could do start a start a business on Wednesday. I think we need to maybe we need to be more specific about the hour. Oh, okay. Um, okay. In my opinion, I'm just looking back at what we've done in the past just give me one second to open one of our i think you're right about that it was like a, a 1201 date like a 12 yeah. yeah um typically we were doing yeah we were following what the governor's orders were doing right yeah it says so usually it's like this emergency order shall be in effect beginning date at 12 a.m and shall be remain in effect until notice is given that the blah, blah, blah no longer exists. So you guys are not putting an end date on this yet, right? Um, no, I, no, I, I don't, I know a lot of people, a lot of places do. We could but, put a reevaluation date on it. Yes, we could say to be reevaluated in January 31. Yeah. Yeah, January 31, to be reevaluated January 31. You guys have to commit to having a meeting on that day. So are you uh, Hang on. We, when's our next meeting? Let me look. I think the next one's the 10th or 11th or something like that. Yeah, it's, that's too early then. Okay. Um, the 10th, yeah. So, um, so we can reevaluate on the 31st and that's fine. We can do a meeting then. I'm fine with that if you all are. 31st is three weeks after that on a Monday also. So that's fine with me too. Yeah. Um, and it would be 12.01 is what it would be. 12.01 a.m. on Wednesday. So we're saying 12.01 a.m. on um, Wednesday, 12.22. I would say on Thursday, but. Thursday, 12.23. 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Uh, sure, yeah. 12.01 a.m., 12.23, um, we are keeping it. So the list that I have, just to clarify, is it says um, indoor spaces defined as any public space open to the public. Sorry, that obviously needs work, <laughs> including but not limited to grocery stores, restaurants, retail businesses, hair salons, barbershops, nail salons, 
fitness centers, anything else you want to specify. I, this was coming from also looked at the Lynn list as well, which Jeff sent along and they had included like ride sharing, which I have no idea how you enforce that. And um, I think they also had, they had something else in there. Well, ride, ride sharing is already included. That's That's been never taken out of the governor, the state of Massachusetts. Okay, great. So we wouldn't add that. So anyway. the ride sharing, the um, the public transport, any type of public transportation and medical facilities. Those ones are already in there? Correct. Okay. Um, let me see if there was anything else that was clarifying. Thank you for your patience while I look at this. Um, oh, sorry, this is Nia. Should we say regardless of vaccination status? Yes, that was, that will be on there. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, includes any facility. Yeah, public location, including any facility where members of the public are permitted to enter to conduct business while such members of the public are within the facility. Yeah. And there we do usually have text in there as well, which I will keep, which is in regards to the um, exemptions. Right. I was just going to say that. Yep. Don't remember. I had this all nicely lined up in front of me and now I don't. Um, but that, oh yeah, shall not apply to persons for whom a face covering would cause impairment due to existing health condition or persons requiring a reasonable accommodation or modification as a result of qualifying disability as required by the Americans with Disabilities Act and or any applicable laws of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, a person is not required to provide proof of medical condition. So um, I think that the emergency order, which would be good, would be to, um, you know, make the vote that you're making and allow me, Marianne, Jeff, and Tom McEnany or KP Law to finalize the emergency order language and then affix your signatures on it. I just don't have that emergency order done, obviously, because we don't have a, we That's haven't fine. made this vote. So okay. if you're all good with that, then that could be done as soon as possible. We can get this up on the website as well. And, and then Marzi could notify businesses. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, there's a press release that was written up. Marianne, are you, if I send that to you, are you able to look at that really quickly? Sure. You're quoted in it. Okay, great. Okay, um, so do I have a motion to for the emergency order? I'll make a motion. Okay, and I guess I'm the second. And so, can you guys, sorry, can you guys be a little bit more specific? <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so okay. Most do I, I have a motion to instill a mask mandate in Swampscott starting uh, at 12.01 a.m. on Thursday morning. For indoor, indoor space, indoor spaces. Common spaces. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, um, so all in favor, Emily. Aye. And I am also an aye. And Peter Sheckman is um, not with us. Okay, so um, I think I've got my marching orders. Jeff, I did I send you a flyer for businesses to put up? Yes, I did. And Nia gave me the feedback. Um, so if you saw that and you're okay with it, then I'll have Marzi send that along with her email out to all businesses that gives them, they can print that out and put that in their window if they want to. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And I think that's everything, but if I'm missing anything, Marianne, I'll 
and Jeff, I will let you know if I have questions. Okay. Uh, I just want clarification. I know um, we have, this does include social clubs, correct? I just want to make sure of that. Oh, it should. Okay. I just want to, because sometimes they're considered private, so I just want to make sure that they do allow people in there from the public, so they're, they're included in that. I episode. would say, yeah, do, should we specify that then, like via VFW or the um, yeah, town club, club or? Like, yeah, I put that in the description of what indoor spaces Okay, means, yeah, yeah well, that's what I was saying, because I know the Lynn had mentioned it, so if you copy the same stuff that Lynn had, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, they went a little further than you guys. Yeah, they Maybe. went to residential too. Yeah, so I will, um, Jeff, I'm gonna resend you this press release as well, just to make sure I've made some updates. Sounds good. That's all I had, thank you. Great, all right, are we all set? I'm good. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, all right. So uh, that's all we needed. That concludes all the business that we had. Um, do I have a motion to adjourn? I make a motion to adjourn. <laughs> all right. Um, and I will be the second. All right. All in favor? Aye. I am also an aye. Okay, everyone. Thank you for the short notice uh, meeting. Thank, Thank you. you.